Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. We are in the, is this the first full week of August? Is that right? No, second full week of August. No, first week Yeah, of it August. is the first full week, because last Monday was the 31st, yeah. This week is your grandmother's 89th birthday, by the way. Uh, yes, it is. Depending on where you are geographically or when you're listening to this, it may have been yesterday. It was the 8th. So, happy birthday to her. I don't think she's listening. I wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is. Uh, anything that we need to talk about before we get started? Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. I am curious how many indictments they can put on Trump. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, but it makes me wonder, are they just slapping all these indictments on to try and take the spotlight away from what's going on with the Biden case? Uh, I don't I don't think they can. I mean, I think the I think the Biden case is too. Uh, they've got too much on him. Um, I saw I saw a headline yesterday that there was a letter from the office of the vice president where he had uh, contacted Hunter's partner and said, sorry, I missed you. Look forward to seeing you next time. And thank you for that deal that you made with president, whoever it was. I can't believe see that. Where did you see that? Uh, on the news. Probably Fox. That little right wing conspiracy theorist news. Well, you don't think you certainly don't think CNN's going to print that, do you? <laughs> no, no. And we've said this before. I reckon we both recognize Fox is just as bad to the right as CNN is or MSNBC is to the left. Uh, I just read it because they talk about stuff that I tend to agree with more. Um, but I mean, I take all of it with a grain of salt. But I just you keep seeing more and more headlines and. It just feels like they're not going to get away with this one. I mean, it, it just it feels like there is too much too much dirt that's piling up that they can't they can't sweep this under they, the rug. It feels like they can't shovel it fast enough. Yeah, every time they every time they you know they settle something or fix one thing, three more things come to light. Um, I don't know if anything will happen to it. I'm sure they will just drag it out to the election and then wait to see what happens. But um, anyway, um, at this point, I don't even know what's going on with the Trump case. I gave up trying to trying to keep track of that oh, so, i just something about was, something about document I, I don't i don't even know anymore i, I saw I he was up. indicted for like the third time so i, I just quit looking at it. yeah kind of it's just a, it's kind of oxymoronic at this point yeah okay three indictments big boom anyway um so uh, my name is george pate i'm a financial advisor with the journeys group still waiting on cfp to you know get the ball rolling <laughs> my name is tommy pate i'm a certified financial planner with the journeys group well, right. i have a CFP designation. <clears throat> we are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252, <coughs> excuse me, 304-1019. Again, that's 252-304-1019. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we rotate on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. There's a place if you have a question or want to set up an appointment with us. There's a little form you just put your information in and uh, what you need from us, if, you know, whatever your question is or uh, appointment setting or whatever, uh, and we'll be in touch with you. 
It has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube channel. It has a page for upcoming events. And I think the next one we have it will be our Raleigh Retirement Seminar. That we set the date for that October the... 9th and 10th, didn't we? I need you to talk to fill the air while I'm pulling up my calendar. Oh, so uh, everything's looking good here in the old radio studio. As are, I, I think it's October 9th and 10th. Uh, yes, October 9th and 10th. That's correct. You nailed it. Good job. Uh, yes, October 9th and 10th, uh, location TBD, but we'll be putting more and more details out as we get closer and closer. Uh, and last but not least... It has the podcast, Taking Care of Business, or a link to the podcast. Uh, we're on 19 different podcast platforms, and so if you can think of a platform that has podcasts, we're probably on it. Uh, if you don't know any of them, just pick the one with the prettiest logo. Uh, and that's the place you can listen to old episodes and uh, get caught up on our ramblings. Um, so I think I have satisfied all of our marketing gurus. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the fascinating thing of all time, Social Security. Yes. One of, one of the few things that you can still count on from the government at least for another 14 years or so. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. Although they keep moving the date back. So how many ways are there to take Social Security? Your notes say 565. My memory was 364. Yeah, there are 567 ways to file and claim Social Security. Now, what that means is that depending on uh, – that that depends on when you were born um, – marital status uh there's a ton of factors that determine how you can file and claim i think for a single person there's approximately 80 ways uh, again depending on your your circumstances and for a married couple there are like 65 ways um and so we're going to take some time today and talk about social security talk about the ins and the outs of it um some very general statements about how you can claim and file so I want to I want to preface this by saying please don't take what we're saying as specific individual advice to you. All right, um, Social Security, like any part of your retirement, by any like any part of your financial plan, is heavily uh, dependent on context. You know, we can't I can't just look at somebody that is. Uh, 65 married and say this is the way you should file because there's maybe some circumstances that we don't know about and again that's where those 60 something odd ways come into play um anything you want to add before we start getting into the nitty-gritty no i think it's just that uh, i think there are three things to remember about social security is one is it it is a very uh or should be a very significant part of your retirement planning and which means it should be factored in yeah uh number two uh as george said let's look at each individual case because everybody's different and last but not least, the uh, scuttlebutt you hear about it going broke is probably well over-exaggerated. Uh, if you're, I would say if you're in your 60s, Social Security is fine. Um, you're in your 50s, George's age. Um, they will have to do something to bail it out because it's such an integral part of our, of our culture and our life. Uh, also, I want you to remember that Social Security is, has some financial difficulties because of Congress took money out of it. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Pelosi, the I'm going to say something really bad like the hack from California, but I didn't say that, so it doesn't count. Right? No, that's uh, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. We pay, we pay for this spot. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Okay, took 2.1 billion with a B dollars out of the social security trust fund to pay for the trump uh imp- impeachment hearings. that went nowhere yeah, yeah so uh but anyway yeah. that's what I, that's what i got yeah so so social, <coughs> social security has a a trust fund when you hear the i want to talk a little bit more about that when you hear that social security is going to run out 
There is a trust fund that is what pays out Social Security benefits. What pays for those benefits comes from two things. Number one, the interest that the investments are earning. It's, it's, you can imagine the Social Security trust fund like any pension, but on a, ma- on a national scale, right? So within the fund, the, the money is invested. The interest that the money earns is what helps pay out benefits. The second thing that pays uh, that helps pay the the benefits out are FICA, are the FICA taxes that that you pay you the uh, the Medicare and Social Security taxes that you pay that are withheld from your check. Um, so those two things are what help pay for it. So when you hear when you hear talk about the Social Security is going to run out, what that means is that there will be no more money in the fund, which means that it won't be earning any more interest because there's nothing in there to earn interest, which then means that the benefits are solely going to be relying on the FICA taxes that that are collected every year by the federal government. Um, and you're the social security expert way more than I am. The FICA taxes will pay out 75%, 75%, roughly 75. It, it's projected that they'll pay out roughly 75% of the benefit. Now, again, if you're already on social security, don't panic because for them to make a dra- a change like that so drastically or to just totally get rid of it would lead to uh, nationwide riots. I mean, because Social Security is so ingrained in our society, it would be like getting rid of Medicare. They will find some way to do it. There's there's several ways to do it. Number one, uh, that ship has sailed would, would have been to just leave it alone. If they had just left the fund alone, everything would have been fine. Too late for that. Number two, raise taxes. All right. Um, and that is that's a very real possibility that they could raise the FICA taxes or, or just raise taxes overall. And they've talked about doing that for years. Uh, another option would be to, as we've talked about, reduce the benefit they're paying out in order to uh, help that sustain. So um, it's, it's really interesting. All of the bills and things that have come out over the last probably five years have not even mentioned what they're going to do about about Social Security. Everybody keeps talking about how it's a problem and it, that it will be a problem, but nobody in Congress is addressing the issue, not a soul. Yeah, you did miss one thing. The other yes. thing they could do is uh, drag out the payment. In other words, right now, uh, I'm 66 and 10. Oh, they, they could, they, yeah. Yeah, they could make Social Security start at 70 or 71 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I was thinking about this uh, while you were um, pontificating. I'm, I'm 63, which means I've been putting money in Social Security for what, 45 years. And when I started putting money in Social Security, against my choice, by the way, um, I always assumed that at 65, I would get Social Security. Well, now it's 66 and 10 months. And so it's it's funny how they change things along the way. And they do these little gradual, subtle changes so that you don't really realize it, but that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and more than likely for somebody my age, uh, I I don't know if I don't know if I'll even have it, but um, I think yeah. you'll have it. I think it could be seventy or seventy two. Yeah, right? that's what I was going to say. I think it'll look very different by the time we get there. So um, that's enough about about the kind of the finer details about how it gets paid out and, and the the crisis that we're in. But I wanted y'all to be we wanted y'all to be aware of that so that when you see these these headlines about Social Security's running out, you know exactly what that means. Um, but again, they've got. 14 10 14 years something like that before that becomes an issue and they will they'll have to do something because so many people are so reliant on it and if they want to keep getting votes they're gonna have to do something about it and i'm talking about both sides here so (laughs) so now let's go into some of the finer details so what are the the positives about social security all right for life when you uh elect your and when you file and claim your social security they will pay that benefit for as long as you live 
no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is a, it is a lifetime pension, all right? Second thing, survivor benefits. Uh, there's several ways that survivors get paid out um, or, they, or they, that they receive benefits. Let's talk about a spouse. If uh, you you pass away and your spouse's social security was less than what yours is, this isn't this is a little bit of an oversimplification, but they adjust your spouse's social security up to like ninety five percent of what yeah. your benefit was. I think. Yeah, death of surviving spouse essentially gets uh, whichever one of the social security payments was the largest. Um, it, as George said, it is adjusted. It's not quite a hundred percent, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, there's, there's several other survivor benefits depending on, again, this is all depending on your situation, you know, um, like your family gets a one-time payout of, I think it's like $220 or something like that. But the, the biggest thing is that the surviving spouse's benefit gets adjusted up to whatever the higher amount was. All right. Every year, I shouldn't say every year. In the history of Social Security, since Social Security was implemented in this country, it's been adjusted for inflation except for three years. It, there, there's only been three years in the history of Social Security, and I don't know when exactly that was, probably, uh, I guess, the 30s. So um, in the last almost 100 years, there's only been three years where Social Security has not had a cost of living increase because of inflation. So to a certain degree, it is adjusted for inflation and i say to a certain degree because if you're living on social security alone at some point inflation is going to catch up with you because it never adjusts enough that it is inflation proof Um, and so that's why earlier you said inflation should be a significant part of your retirement not the whole part but it, I mean, it should be factored in, but it is inflation proof to a certain degree. It's also market proof again, because the federal government, you can think of it like a pension federal governments for, you know, responsible for paying it no matter how they have to do it, they have to pay it. So it's market proof, totally protected from the market. You're going to get the same amount. You know, if your benefit is $2,000 a month, you're going to get $2,000 a month, whether we're in a recession or we've had the best market we've ever had. So, um, that's kind of the, the general, positives around social security all right um let's talk about when you can take it the earliest you can take social security is age 62 as as of right now it's age 62 all right if you take social security at age 62 you get a 25 percent penalty to your benefit uh because the the term is that you're deeming you're deeming the legal term is that you're deeming to take social security you're deeming to take it early well, and w- what that means is that this is what you really got to pay attention to. All right. First of all, if you're never going to work again from 62 on, 99% of the time, take Social Security. But um, when you take a there, – there's a 5% cut for each year you take Social Security early. So 62 is five years, so 25%. All right. Let's take – let's talk about deeming. Uh, deeming is Social Security's verbiage for – once you do this, it's forever. You've accepted the penalty. Yeah. So my what Ginger is is two years younger than I am. So if I turn my Social Security on at sixty six in ten months, she'll be sixty four in ten months. So she's going to get roughly a five percent. So if we cut ours <laughs> on at the same time, hers is roughly a year, two years early. So she's going to get a ten percent penalty. All right. Now here's where deeming comes into play. Let's say I die seven years later. 
and Ginger gets mine, which is a bigger payout, she will lose 10% of that as well because that penalty carries forward forever. Now, having said that, it's not that big of a deal. If you're done at 62, you're never going to work again. You're not working now. Go ahead and take Social Security. Absolutely. The uh, the, the 25% payout when you compare it to the five extra years of income is, is not that, that big of a deal. Uh, if you're still working, probably not a good idea to take it because in, until you are full retirement age, in my case, it's 66 and 10 months. In George's case, it's 197. <laughs> Until your full retirement age, your limit, your earnings are limited. This year, for every $2 you make past $21,240, you lose a dollar of Social Security. So that's why we tell people, if you're not working, take it. If you are working, don't take it. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to note about that, the penalty. The penalty so the, the penalty stacks. So let's say that... Uh, Let's say that a situation, uh, you know, the one spouse takes their Social Security at age 65. So they've got a a 10 percent penalty. All right. And the other spouse takes their uh, spousal benefit, which is half of um, the other spouse's Social Security benefit without and it doesn't affect it. So, um, you know, if my benefit is is two thousand dollars, my wife could get a thousand dollars and it doesn't affect me at all. So uh, in this situation, age 65, get a 10 percent penalty. All right. And then the other spouse is 64. So there's a 15 percent penalty. That means that when the spouse, when the younger spouse inherits the better social security, there's a 25% penalty because you have the 10% penalty from the, um, the spouse that passed away plus the 15% penalty that the surviving spouse took. Uh, again, not a big deal, just something yeah, to be aware of. Don't get buried in the penalties of Social Security because they generally are not that big a deal. Yeah, it's just something to be aware of. And, and you know, one of the things that you'll hear a lot about is that um, – <laughs> there's a school of thought out there that says, no, but if you wait till you're 70, between your full retirement age and age 70, your Social Security benefit grows by 8% a year, which is true. So uh, in reality, if you waited until age 70, your benefit would be 132% of what your what your original benefit was, you know, what it was plus 32%, which sounds great. You know, that's, that's a great deal. Um, however, if you die and have never taken it, you don't get anything. And how much money have you left on the table because you were waiting to get a little bit more? Um, more importantly than that, the crossover where it where it made sense to wait is about 78, between 78 and 79. So um, on average, you have to live to be between 78 and 79 for it to have made sense to wait until age 70. Uh, it's very, 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 very rare that we see a situation where this makes sense. I've, in, in the five years I've been doing this, I've seen one case uh, where it made sense for somebody to wait, uh, and it was because the person truly did not need the money and they hated paying taxes. Uh, and 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 I mean that that's that's what it, it came down. It actually to. didn't make sense fiscally. It made sense psychologically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you could say you know she was leaving however much money on the table a year, but it drove her insane to think about having to pay taxes on that money. And so, even though it didn't make sense on paper, uh, it made sense in, within her plan. That's why I say this is all incredibly subjective uh, and dependent on your individual circumstances. So, um, again, don't worry about the age 62, the 25 percent penalty, because think about it this way. Social Security is figured up actuarially. They take your life expectancy and that's, you know, that's how they figure out what they pay you. So um, 
if you take it at age 62, yes, you get a lesser payout, but you get paid for more years. So if you take it at 62 versus 67, you get five years of payments. And let's just, let's say that age 62, my benefit is $2,000. All right. You know, and that that's including the penalty. So $2,000, I get $2,000 a month. That's $24,000 a year over a five year period. That's, uh, $120,000. Yeah, $120,000. Thank you. My brain was slow there. Sorry. It's that's $120,000 that you have left on the table because you're you're waiting to get $2,500 a month instead. I, I don't know what the amount would be. I didn't do it off the top of my head. But my point is, if you like you said, if you're not working and not planning on going back to work, go ahead and take it because uh, there's no reason not to. You could die the next day and then you don't get anything. Well, if you think about it, your, your raise would be roughly – Wednesday, say four hundred dollars. Yeah, so so you and wait so, five years for an extra so forty eight hundred dollars a year. So you got for forty. So you wait. So you basically waited on one hundred twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> to have an extra forty eight hundred dollars a year. And what you have to look at is how long is it going to take me to make up that hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars? You know, because you waited for an extra five grand a year. So that's what it comes down to. And in that situation, it'd be 12 years. Um, all right. Last last but not least, this is a big one. This is always this is really fun when we have people who are uh, <laughs> who are divorced that we're talking to Social Security about. This is a really uh, when fun I one. Say, when he says fun, he means it can be everywhere from awkward to oh, shoot. Yeah. To, yeah. To to uh, it, it, uh, fun is not the right word. It's always, generally it, it might be fun to us, but it's not fun to the client. Yeah, I should I should not say fun. It's always interesting to see people's reactions to this one so um talk about divorces if you uh were married and are divorced and while you were married you were married for at least 10 years and or had children with your spouse and you have not remarried before age 60 you you can draw your spousal benefit off of your ex off of your ex-spouse and they never know about it. It doesn't affect them, and they Those never know about excited, it. Those it does not cut their benefit. Yeah, it, it does not affect them. But the reason I said it, it was it was always interesting is is uh, there's some people that see that as oh I can stick it to my spouse one last time. Not really. Uh, you can get a benefit from them, but they never know about it, and um, and it doesn't affect them. So if you think you're sticking it to them, you're not. But it's just always interesting to see people's different reactions to. But but if you are divorced and your spouse had a reasonably good Social Security payout and you're in love, wait till 60 to get married. Yeah. Yeah. We have seen some situations where uh, people did not. And it really, really. Bit the second them. marriage didn't work out either. And it really cost them some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if you were married for 10 years and or have children, you can take that benefit. Um, and again, there's a ton of dancing that you can do with the system, with the Social Security system. There's a lot of uh, moving and dancing that you can do. Uh, so if you're getting to that time and you've got questions about it and don't know, don't really know the right way to go, give us a call, 252-304-1019. Again, 252-304-1019. Be glad to take a look at your situation and run the numbers and figure out uh, what the best route to go is. I mean, there again, there are 567 ways to take Social Security or to file and to claim it. So uh, let us do the hard work for you. Uh, let let us do the math and the digging for you. Um, 
we've even seen some situations where, uh, and this is a really specific one where, you know, we tell people, okay, take your spousal benefit until you hit full retirement age, because by that point, your benefit will be more than the spousal benefit or even wait till age 70 and then switch the benefit. So there, there's all sorts of dancing and, and singing that you can do with the system. You just have to know the way it works. And again, social security is really not that complicated. If you break it down to uh, your individual situation, and if you don't look at the forest, you look at your, your, tree in the forest um so don't get overwhelmed by it uh it's it's again the basics of it are not that complicated that was kind of the whole point of the show today was just to kind of give you a surface level understanding and again i want to emphasize um this is not meant to be advice uh, for your situation this was just meant to inform yes yeah because your situation may be very different yeah so again if you have questions about your specific situation give us a call 252-304-1019 uh, any final thoughts as we're wrapping up no just uh don't ignore social security uh don't arbitrarily assume you're not going to get it because there's idiots in congress that take money out of it uh it can be a very viable part of your interestingly enough social, when we do the uh, planning portfolios for people. Social Security generally accounts for at least a third, if not more than that, of people's retirement income. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the other thing to think about is if you're a, a seasoned citizen like myself, <laughs> then you can look at Social Security as a way to stick it to that younger generation that's still having to pay the taxes to fund it. Yeah, and, and I will probably know. I'm going to pay into this system and probably never going to get it. As long as your daddy gets it, what do you care? You know, and you said this one time. You said if you had the option to opt out of it but never receive it, I'd take that in a heartbeat. If, oh. I, could, if I could choose to not pay into it, but that meant I didn't get it, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'm not going to get it anyway, but... Yeah. Anyway, um, don't buy into all the fear mongering about this. There will be some solution that comes out because it's 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 too it's too important of a part of our society for them to just oh well we run out of money that's it so um, don't buy into the fear mongering so um, hear the music in my ear so we better get on out of here. I appreciate y'all letting us spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your week and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate and this is Tommy Pate taking, taking care, care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.